Hey, what's up everybody? This is Austin Haynes with the Waking Justice Project, and this is your daily wake-up call. Here's what the corporatocracy is up to today, December 13th, 2019. You can visit our website at wakingjustice.org for more details. Here are the headlines. It's Freak Out Friday today on your daily wake-up call, where every Friday we spotlight indie journos who are pushing the leading edge of independent journalism. These are the folks who expose the hard truths that make us ask, why aren't we all freaking out about this? Today, we spotlight the work of indie journo Tim Black. Tim is the founder and CEO of TBTV, which Tim says is, quote, America's most watched black independent media on the left. He's also the writer and host of the popular daily TV series, The Tim Black Show on YouTube. Tim's got a huge loyal following, both in the U.S. and abroad. They call themselves the Tim Black Wolfpack. It's mostly supporters of Tim's show who agree that the progressive, anti-corporatist left need to build a cohesive, grassroots movement that goes beyond the four-year presidential election cycle and stays involved with local and regional politics ongoing. His viewers say, quote, The appeal of Tim Black is that he gives you the hard facts you need to understand the issues, but he delivers the facts with emotion and humor. And intensity, too, when he's feeling it, but it never seems contrived. He's authentic. For example, here's a recent audio clip of Tim talking about Democratic candidates Cory Booker and Michael Bloomberg. If you don't know these men, Bloomberg's an 80-year-old white billionaire and recent mayor of New York City, and Booker's an African-American U.S. senator from New Jersey. When Bloomberg was recently asked what he thought about Booker, Bloomberg said that Booker is, quote, well-spoken. Most folks who follow politics know that Cory Booker is a highly educated Rhodes Scholar. So when Bloomberg labeled Booker as well-spoken, many folks saw it as a racist slip, similar to back in 2008 when Joe Biden referred to Barack Obama as, quote, clean and articulate. Bloomberg's comment went immediately viral on social media. And when the senator was asked in a follow-up interview what he thought about Bloomberg's obvious racial slip, Booker said he was, quote, taken aback. So then, Booker's tipid response went viral. A lot of folks on social media slammed Booker for dodging a huge opportunity to bring the much-neglected issue of racism into the political dialogue. So that's the setup. Here's the audio clip of Tim's assessment of Booker and Bloomberg. That's why people don't support Cory Booker. It's not because they got a problem with black people. It's because he got a problem with black people. He got a problem with his own blackness. And he has a problem with being a courageous man, a man that walks upright. He'd rather win kissing ass. He'd rather be a part of the team kissing butt of a Michael Bloomberg, a horrible, bigoted, bastard who stopped and frisked and violated the constitutional rights of black people for a decade in New York, who only apologized because he's running for office and Cory Booker doesn't have the guts. He don't have the balls. He don't have the ovaries. I said it. He don't have the ovaries to even call this guy out when he goes on national TV in an interview and calls him nothing 
cost Corey nothing. He dehumanizes, he degrades Cory Booker as if he was a porch monkey. And he took it and he takes it because that's what he's willing to be in order to be on the team. And that, folks, is why neither him or the rest of them deserve the vote of the black community. See what we mean? Tim doesn't pull any punches. Like any true progressive, Tim despises white liberal racism like that of Bloomberg and Biden. But Tim is especially annoyed by black leaders like Booker who betray their opportunity to set up and lead the fight against racism. Here's one more example where Tim goes off on Barack Obama. Over the past few months, Barack Obama has been labeling true progressives as too extremist for the Democratic Party. Here are some excerpts from Tim's take on Obama. Tim says, quote, Back in 2008, for white folks, Obama was the cool black guy that they wanted to hang out with. And for black people, he was the cool black guy that white people wanted to hang out with. But the fact is, Obama was a Trojan horse. He was not who we thought he was. As it turned out, Tim says he's a, quote, greedy bastard who took more money from Wall Street than any other candidate in the history of presidential candidates. And he's like Hillary. He won't go away. He's still out there right now selling it. That those with the money make the rules. That real America doesn't want revolution. They want slow, steady progress. That's the reality he wants you to believe in. Well, the reality is we can't get shit done. Everyday people are still dying who shouldn't have to. People are still living in poverty who shouldn't have to. We still don't got clean water, clean air, or accessible health care. Obama was never on our side. We were wrong about him. He wanted power and fame, all he could take. We know that now. So let's learn from the past and let's take it back. Tim has a broad, diverse audience base, and he's obviously unafraid to use his opportunity to take on tough issues. Tim says, I don't want to turn people off, but I do want to educate them. And I think it's worth the risk of turning some people off if I can help people see what's going on beyond themselves. A good example of this has been Tim's ongoing coverage of the reparations movement for American descendants of slaves. Tim has done a three-part series on the issue of reparations with respected scholar Dr. William Sandy Darity Jr., a black American economist who is one of the nation's foremost experts on reparations. And Tim recorded an excellent interview with Democratic candidate Mary Ann Williamson, who has made reparations a cornerstone of her campaign. As Marianne and Tim discussed, most Americans are very undereducated about the history of race. The first slave ships arrived in this country in 1619, she reminds us, and slavery endured for the next 250 years until the end of the Civil War. After the Civil War, American descendants of slaves, or ADOS, were subjected to another 100 years of mass domestic terrorism, including lynchings, arson, bombings, and other campaigns of violence until civil rights reforms in the mid-1960s. And since the 1960s, ADOS are still systematically oppressed by structural institutions of racism, such as a rigged criminal justice system and disproportionate police shootings and mass prison incarceration. 
So that's 400 years of reparations owed to ADOS. For historical context, Marianne adds, Germany paid 89 billion in reparations to Jewish organizations after World War II. And Ronald Reagan signed the Civil Liberties Act in 1988 that paid reparations to Japanese Americans who were forced into U.S. internment camps during World War II. You should check out Tim's interview with Marianne when you can. But the gist of Marianne's plan is a $500 billion reparations fund that would roll out over a 20-year period and be managed at the discretion of a board council of ADOS representatives. The financial goal, of course, is to correct the racial wealth gap, but the overarching goal is to begin an earnest project of reconciliation with ADOS and to begin healing the soul of America. If you're in the work of global justice, whether it's social justice, democratic justice, environmental justice, or animal justice, we need to understand that we're all fighting the same fight. All our struggles are against the same enemy, as Marianne and Tim explain. It's a new aristocracy of corporate interests that now dominates our government. It's what Marianne calls the corporatocracy, and racism is the core mechanism of social control for the corporatocracy. It's how the corporatocracy keeps working class Americans divided against each other and distracted from uniting and organizing its collective power. So it's a strategic imperative that all of us in the work of global justice develop a deep literacy in racial justice issues. And among the indie journos on the true left, Tim Black is easily the most consistent in cultivating that literacy ongoing. You can find the links to Tim's YouTube channels and other social media in the article for this podcast at wakingjustice.org. And remember, Tim's a true indie journo. His work is sustained by the financial support of his audience. So if you can afford to throw him a few bucks, you can donate on his Patreon page at patreon.com slash Tim's Take Live. All right, we'll wrap it up on that note. We hope you enjoyed the podcast today. And if you want to learn more about how all of us in the work of global justice can join together to end all this injustice and corruption and to save our planet, please visit our website at wakingjustice.org. You can check out our About page and listen to our first podcast. And if you want to get involved, please fill out the contact form at the top right of the home page. Or you can email us at info at wakingjustice.org. We'd love to hear from you. We're running out of time, y'all, so join us. Peace. You must be involved in the struggle for freedom and justice. Justice is rising and it ain't just us, it's all of us. If it's my love.